Well, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Mom Cult Podcast. I'm Joy Todd. I'm Sarah Parker Massey. And I'm Jenny Weisblatt. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Jenny's back. This is an after the episode. <laughs> well, Jen, um, how is your week? Anything? Oh, yeah. So I got to um, speak at the Chamber of Commerce this Fancy. past week. Wow. And every time I'm asked to go somewhere... I never know. I mean, sometimes it's weird things. Like I'm in a boardroom with three other people and I've prepared for (laughs) our whole company's coming. (laughs) And um, then other times I'm like, I want to do these group games with these kids and a hundred come in. Right. (laughs) So I never, and the environments are always so different and people want me to have like slideshows and stuff, which I used to do in the beginning, but they became such a pain. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't have the right hookup and there's all this stress about if it's going to work. And then half the times I wouldn't, you know, cause every place has different technology, whatever. Okay. So now it's just me. I don't know if how much longer that's going to last. So it's just me. I just show up and I have in my mind, well, if it's this many people, we'll do this. And if it's this many, but then you get with a room of people and they're totally different. They bring mm-hmm. something. So I really love the work because it's never the same. And that keeps me on my toes. So I'm always it's like improv. Right. <laughs> I am always sort of like, okay, how's it going to be? And learning sort of to trust myself and trust people more. Yeah. So it was about 50 people and I had 25 minutes. And that's the least amount of time anyone can ever give me to do anything. Right. So I just had to look at them and go, what did, like, I wanted them to leave that 25 minutes with something. And so I just had to sit there and like study them and be like, okay. What is it? What is the thing that I'm supposed to tell this group of people? So the thing I'm having the most fun talking about is um, understanding that we live in two different realities and that there are things that we need to do to care for ourselves in each of those realities that is not just different from the other reality, but sometimes even the opposite. And so we have this like world of this reality of being a human. is It's looking different than it's ever looked before. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I loved it. I loved the people I met. Um, I hope I get to talk there more. That's super cool. I mean, I'd like to know what you told them, but I guess we'll have to wait till next time. <laughs> I was like, Jenny, it's not time yet. It's, it's not, not time. time yet. It's not time. Have I never done that talk for you? Oh, I don't know. I blocked it probably. <laughs> the media drama talk? Well, no. It's like it's like I said. There's like a different thing I come up with based on whatever group of okay. people I'm with, but okay. it is a consistent one. Okay, okay. It's like basically self-care in two different realities. Right. No, but I do want to hear it sometime. Well, I figured I have to give an update on my thumb since I talked about it in Caroline's episode, which I was listening back to. It was just like, shut up. I can't tell you how many times I'm editing these. And I will either edit out like an entire paragraph of something I said. I'm like, no one cares. I told my, I told my kids, I was like, so Joy's got a numb thumb. And everybody just died laughing. That's all. We never said anything else about it. Well, I can say to everyone that's been worried and who's been praying for me, my thumb feeling is back. I still have a little bit of neck shoulder pain that I... I just can't, I don't have like full freedom of movement. Other than that, Penny pooped in her little baby potty for the first time today. So that was exciting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Got my first turd. <laughs> Yay. And dad was there. Dad visit, he visited Ava's school this oh morning and, and taught in her art class this morning. Uh-huh. And then came over to the house and, uh, and then Penny pooped 
for <laughs> both of us. Moment. It was a great father-daughter, granddaughter moment we had. Well, mom and I, we, we were talking on the drive over here. And I was like, Dad, you've got to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Every single elementary school needs an art teacher to come mm-hmm. and give a lesson. Mm-hmm. And you need that. So we need to, like, he cannot not do that. Right. It has to happen. It's our job now. Yes. Uh, no, all you have to do is every time he starts talking about any conspiracy theory, right, just go, you just say, go teach some kids. You? Yeah, I've got a number for you. I called her. It's Tuesday. Here's school. Here's your date. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Shoo-shoo. Don't worry about China. Just go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> the children. These children. They're the future. These children Go talk to them. You. you want to change the world? One child at a time. Go. Sarah, you got an update? Um, Parker for weeks has been saying to me, let's see, one day I had my ponytail like lower, like low on the back of my neck and I guess he liked it. And (laughs) then when I would put it up high, he would say, mom, put your ponytail lower, put it lower. (laughs) And he like puts his hand up and then like low, like lower, lower. And I'm like, okay. So I think that's funny that he's telling me what to do with my hair. So (laughs) I'll usually do it. And then if my hair is wet, I'm like, well, I don't need to put it in a ponytail right now because that messes it up, whatever. Conversations you never thought you'd have in your life. (laughs) He's real like particular, Um, which, yeah, so am I. So I get it. And then (laughs) yesterday I got my hair cut and blown out. And, um, I don't know if that's the first time he's seen it that way. Definitely maybe since he's like been aware of my hair, but you would think like by the way he was treating me that I was like, I was trying to think of how to say something like that made sense. But like I was made of like pizza and his favorite shows. Like he was like, wow. <laughs> like really into it. <laughs> and, and at first I was like, Oh, he's like being extra like affectionate. And, and then when I, we were putting him down, <laughs> Eric goes to, like I Eric starts bedtime. He does the bath and he starts bedtime and then I finish bedtime. So when I came up, he was like he touched my hair and what did he say? I want to get it right. Touched my hair bedtime and said, "Well, it's super good. Your hair's super good." And he was like touching it and I was like well, he can be like kind of honestly like most of the time he's a sweet, he's very sweet boy, but he can be like don't touch me mm-hmm. like a lot of the time yeah. and he was there was zero of that. And I was, and then I go, Oh God, is this about, this is about my hair. And I go, can I have a kiss? And then he immediately like gave me, never is like that. It was like, lay next to me in my bed. Like, let's play. <laughs> Look, it's like a pool. <laughs> it's like, he was like nervous. See, on the first day. <laughs> he, he was real flirt. Like, and not, I'm not, you know, I'm not like, he wasn't like flirty, like weird. It was just like, obviously he's three, but it was like, he was so just, enamored and I was like am I being objectified by this three-year-old and also like what are you thinking of me normally right right so when my hair is curly naturally right you finally cleaned up for him yeah and actually you heard in this episode um Caroline say, well, oh, your hair. And it's like, that's what he's thinking. And I'm getting just a lot of feedback about my appearance from everybody. That's so funny. <laughs> um, let's see. With this carrot, what did I say? Oh, yeah. Like, would he be kinder? Like, if I always was looking right. like, and you just, I mean, naturally, I get that you look more pulled together. Or I look more pulled together when my hair is straight, which, you know, you know this, Jenny, because you have the recent yes. curly hair. You're dealing with this. Um, although your hair is straighter like than mine is. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Well, today. I mean, <laughs> it's very weather. No, I mean, and we're not going to talk about it. Okay, moving on. 
anyway, I um, <clears throat> but when I was I was writing my check in, I thought I really would like to know if you, Mom Colt, have had this experience. Like, write in the comments or DM us. I really am like, am I alone in this? Is this just my like strange child, or is, is it? Has anybody else been like? Wow, you look really great. I really like you and want you around me a lot more when your hair is done. And if you could really work on that for me, that would be great. Uh Our relationship would be a whole lot smoother. Yeah, like my hair at the time. The thing is, you can't... It's so pure. He's three. Mm, Right, that's even worse. Right, it's not like you should... No filter. You look better. (laughs) No, 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 that's not it. I like you more. I like, like you I more like you when you look yes. better. Oh, and I mean, this just as an aside, sorry, but like this morning when I went to get, I, my hair was still pretty straight before I went to do um, yoga and <laughs> and at the coffee shop, like three people talked. It was like more people. And I was like, what is this? Is this the universe saying this? I can't do that every day. I don't know what to tell y'all, but. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. But also, I don't think you could handle that kind of attention, Sarah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. You want to know how? how give, give Parker three days of that kind of come lay next to me, and you would just be like, leave Go. me alone. You'd be the one. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Give mommy some space. Yeah, it's like normally though he wants me next to him, but also like not being like so sweet. Anyway, okay, let's. That's it. So that's my. That's really good. That was great. Thank you. Thanks. Good job. Good check in. <laughs> all right, Jen. Okay, I have so much to say about Caroline. First of all, she is probably the the person I've been dying to meet the most of any oh, guests that you've ever had. she's going to love that when she hears it. So I have been, um, I've known about Caroline since you started acting lessons mm-hmm. and almost instantly you were like, you've got to meet Caroline. Like you have to meet her. I've talked to people about what she does in acting class. So, um, I, I hear lots of good stories mm-hmm. and then, um, my, <laughs> here we go. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what to call them. We we had this. Okay, so I was sitting at a coffee shop and talking to one of the, my friends who works there, and she was helping me find a back for my earring that had fallen off. And Adam walked in, and I was so happy to see him, and he was so happy to see me. And I was like, Tess, Adam, do you guys know each other? And they were like, No. And I was like, um, Adam, Tess works here. Tess, Adam is. <laughs> I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, Hmm. hmm. He is the father of my children. <laughs> and Tess is just standing there like she knows there's something off. And she's right. like, really? Is he really the father of your kids? <laughs> I was like, oh. he is. Um, and then this is going to make me cry. Oh. And, then I, and then I said, oh, and he was my high school sweetheart. And I just looked at him and I was like, you're always going to be my high school sweetheart. Like that, that won't ever change. So anyway... <laughs> And then it was a really sweet moment. But anyway, she, Adam started taking Caroline's class. I mean, almost right after we separated. Mm-hmm. I yeah, because he was looking for like, how do I? He's reforming his life. So right, looking, right. And I, and I was like, just come audit a class. So, so he, did. he did. So anyway, then I got to hear about Caroline from Adam. Right. And then super fun big reveal is that Caroline did forensics in high school, mm-hmm. and she and Adam competed. Um, so. It's just I'm just like I, can't, I cannot wait to meet her. So I was so excited that she was um, that she was going to be on the podcast, and I, of course, just am dying to meet her even more, mm-hmm. even though that wasn't even possible after hearing her interview. So so 
Does everybody know what v- forensics is? I didn't know no, until I not. moved here. Probably not. It's Joy. sort of like debate, right? But not. It's really like acting competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But debate is a is big a part, part of it. Yeah. There's like different categories, debate, poetry, drama, comedy, all the things. But it really is. I'm still waiting for somebody to, I guess, I guess we'll do a documentary I on know. it. Cause I'm waiting I know. for somebody to do you're, a documentary on it. You're right, Joy. It. It's like a whole different planet. It's, it's weird. It's, we, we, who else would do it? Adam. And Brandon. Brandon. Right. That's what I'm saying. We're not yeah. going to find people who have more right. <laughs> information <laughs> and also access to the film world. True. I want to okay. see that. Yeah. It's going to be, um, it's going on my list. Cool. 2020, oh my 2026, guys. Summer get, 2026. Oh <laughs> A lot of people who think that it's true crime. Yeah. Um, okay. So disappointing. Well, I, have, I feel like I've already talked a lot. So you, y'all tell me some of the things that stick out to you from your... Um, I think something I was thinking about after talking with Caroline, because we, you know, we don't get much time to talk in class, but we do have kids that are very similar in age. And so it was just nice sharing similar frustrations. And I don't know, I just gave myself an analogy of kind of the lifespan of being a parent. And I was thinking about it as two magnets. And so every phase of life, those magnets are going to be facing in different directions. So that, you know, certain parts of me and Ava's relationship, we're both going to, the positive end is going to be facing Uh Uh each other. We're going to be like Uh super in sync. And then there's just going to be phases where they're face the opposite and we're repelling each other (laughs) and just feeling like right now, I think I'm having a hard time with the guilt. I feel she's not repelling me yet. That's coming. I'm right, repelling right, her. Right, right. Like I I am like go go do something else. Go play with mm-hmm. friends. Go yes. do this thing. Just I'll just feel so much guilt for feeling like she still has that desire to want to share and do these things with me, which is great. It's just not just that. If it were just <laughs> that, that would be fine, but it's it's met with all this other kind of resistance and attitude and anyway i don't know I, I i love i love 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 that analogy and it makes me think of um when i was telling you about the life cycle of the family in the last episode that's really that's a better way of describing it that's when you your development as a person and mm-hmm. in, in, in a growing relationship is going to have seasons of attraction and it's really it's it's really i think it was henry nowen that says that intimacy is a dance of closeness and distance. And that we typically think of intimacy only as being close. Right. Distance is bad. And and the distance, right? That like, you think of the dance. And when you pull when you pull back, what that allows the other person, how they can move. And then you pull back in. And then you you well, have also space. The distance for me. Like just you saying that, I'm thinking when you're in a dance and you and you distance, that's really the only time you're actually getting to observe Mm -hmm. the other person and take them in as a separate entity than, than yourself. But also, which between mothers and daughters is like a lifetime's work. Right. Right. But I also, sometimes I'll just sit there and be like, I just, I want to miss you. I want to have the feeling of sitting here and going, you know what? I want to go hang out with Ava right now. I, I want to see what she's up to. I want to, uh, and I, I just don't get that feeling very often. Mm-hmm. And then that 
makes me feel So you should horrible. probably break up. I think you should break up. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm most scared about is that by the time I do feel that, I won't be able to get her. Right, right. Because she'll right. she'll be off in that's her own world. Happen. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just like, cool. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but yeah. yeah. I, I, I so relate to that. I so, I mean, I, I remember that so well. And I, I just got this book that Megan, our sister-in-law, told me about. It's called Everything is Here to Help You. And it talks about when we start having friction in relationships and what all is happening in that and just the importance of space, of letting everybody have their space. And sometimes for you, it would be you need some more space because something's happening in you that you don't have enough right. room for that. But it's he keeps talking about it like we think of those things as being problems in relationships. And really the problem is that we don't respond. We don't think it's right. And so we don't give, we don't let it have what it needs to, to what he would say is evolve. Like right. she's evolving, you're evolving. Right. It's just growth. Anyway, highly recommend the book. This is happening for you, not to you. What's it called? Everything is here to help you. Everything is here to help you. <laughs> That's your book. Yeah. Mom Colt, it's an ad. When you need a quick weeknight dinner, look no further than our friends at Mr. Aaron's Goods. You can get 25% off your order on mrerensgoods.com. They offer free delivery in East Nashville on Saturdays, and you can pick up Monday through Friday at TKO in East Nashville. But what Mr. Aaron's Goods does best is pastas, bagels, homemade baked goods, insane pasta sauces. Get them. Use code MOMCOLT at checkout for 25% off. Locally owned, family operated in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, so no, what about you? you? you yeah, what were your boys? thoughts? Um, I thought about our interaction. Just I felt like she was, um, well, I know that she listened, so I felt, felt like she was very hard on herself. I took that away. I mean, that's just my memory of it in different scenarios, thinking about how she handled certain situations and feeling badly about those, you know, you know what I mean? And I haven't reached out to say you're doing a good job, but I'm going to tell her right now. She's you're listening. doing a great <laughs> job. Yes. She's you don't. not you giving just... herself any more part time than you give yourself. I was going to, that's a joy. Joy and I are yeah. sitting there like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting yeah. words right? leaving your mouth right, right? now. Right. Yeah. It's easier Which is to actually, say that. To... No, this is actually, that's the whole thing of that book is that, that you pick up on those other things from other people that are for you. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing great. <laughs> oh. um, okay. So Caroline's son is 11 mm -hmm. and has that super cute name. Denton. Denton. Adorable. So the whole holidays, like I'm, I'm really impressed with, that. you know, parents who can, and that's like the dream, right? If, you, if your parents are going to get divorced, the best case scenario is that the parents are both like, what does the kid need? We're going to give the kid what the kid needs. And I love that they're able to do that, to spend holidays together. And I think that's amazing. And I, I did feel like she was kind of being hard on herself about that. Like, oh, I need to be more clear about boundaries or whatever. And just being like, my gosh, it's all so messy. Mm -hmm. It's so messy. Just that you could have any good moment is like, Way to go! Look, we had it. We made a good moment happen. Um, so we got um, 
Adam and I got separated, I guess, a year and a half ago. Last Christmas was our first Christmas that we were all separated. But that didn't happen. My kids were 20 and 22 when we got separated. And I think that I don't, I don't even think the divorce was an option in my mind when my kids lived at home. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't think that that ever, I mean, I didn't, didn't know was it ever an option at all, but I, I just wasn't, I, I couldn't, we had such a good family dynamic and I, I don't know, we were just the four of us. It was like so much of our marriage was our family, right? We'd, we'd been together a while. and We had this incredible relationship and dynamic between the four of us. And then when they left home, it sort of was like, oh, which this happens right. all the time. It's like, oh, we had built our relationship and our intimacy on the four of us mm-hmm. together. And I don't know, people have all different opinions of when is it better for kids when your parents get divorced and it's probably like, what age is anybody going to say? That was the best age, right? It's all hard and all bad for different reasons. So last Christmas, we basically, you know, were the same. Like the kids came home from their various places that they lived. Adam came and we had Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, and we were the four of us. And it was the strangest, like there was this moment we were sitting in the living room and I would have this voice in the back of my head being like, I thought I left. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I thought we got separated. I thought, if I, almost like these weird moments of, do we not have that conversation? Right. Was this all a dream? Like, right. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I remember Avery walking out of her room and being like, hey guys, so your dad and I are getting separated. <laughs> like, it was so surreal how exactly the same everything was and exactly the same that I felt the same way inside. Like I had the same feeling of, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And yet all of us at the end of that time were like, we can't do that again. Mm -hmm. Like it was too, too much. It was too painful to be all together and to do all the same things knowing that everything has changed, right? The kids were going to get on their flights and leave. Adam and I were going to go back in our separate houses. And it was just not like we were pretending, but it was like, it was painful in a totally different way, which I'm just starting to learn is like, God, some pain is so worth it. It's just so worth it. So then we just had this past Christmas where Adam's engaged. He's with his new fiance. They, they're, she has kids. So they're having their own new Christmas. Like, there's no way. There was no way on the planet. It's not even an option for the four of us to be together. So it was... Which is a whole new kind of grief. It's a whole new kind of grief, but all, of, all four of us... Well, I don't know about Adam, but the kids and I were like, thank God we had last Christmas. Like, we didn't... Like, if we had tried to get out of the discomfort mm-hmm. of that time, um, we would have missed out on all of us being like, but what, look what we got. Like we got that and it's really precious. You get to keep something that they give to you and you don't have to go through that exact right. hard thing again. So anyway, that was, that was a just so, I was, it was just so sweet to me. So sweet that they're able to do that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of new information. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think the only time that you guys were still together during this podcast was the very, very first recording we did. Very first episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So basically, what has that been about a year and a half? Almost. Yeah. yeah. September yeah. to September. Yeah. To so, January. Yeah. It's been an incredibly to to feel. I wrote this fake bio that we should probably at some point put in of like because she's asking me to give a bio. And I'm like my whole, I'm a marriage and family therapist. My kids were disasters. My marriage was falling apart. I was like, this is so funny. This is so funny. So to to be in a place in my life where everything that I thought I knew, all the things that I was going to do the right way and that I was going to do differently than anybody else, um, and then just to have to watch myself, which it, this isn't the truth, but to watch myself, like, like <laughs> this is such a joke that, I've helped anyone with their kids or their family, (laughs) but to have this chance to come back here and remember, no, I know these things. I've lived these things. I like it's, it's given me this thread of, um, I still, I still know who I am. I still like to, to have a space where I could be an expert has been priceless and also hilarious. been a generous gift of the universe and you all to be like let's hold this little space yep she's really yeah. good with three-year-olds mm-hmm. let's stay here let's stay here just, okay, just the three-year-olds yep. and then we're gonna then <laughs> cut cut, cut, cut. <laughs> yeah well we've been very grateful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as have our listeners as, as is apparent with caroline <laughs> yeah. well i do want to say i i don't know everything i did right or wrong in parenting right like how do we ever know i still think you should interview the kids someday because mm-hmm. Probably the things I think I did the best. They're like, I wish you wouldn't have done that. That messed me up forever. And something I accidentally did one time meant something to them. But I'm 100% sure that if, if it is possible, if there's any way to teach or participate in your kid's life that develops resilience in them, that is it. That is it. And watching the resilience. So I don't know how my kids developed resilience. I don't know what, what happened or how that was. But watching them through this process of certainly probably the first real trauma they've ever had in their lives. And irony of all ironies, I'm the one who caused it it. consciously and intentionally. Like, that's insane to spend their entire lifetime doing everything I could to keep them from suffering and then to be the source of that suffering. Mm -hmm. Or my choices be the source of that suffering was just... It's, it's all, it's sort of blown us all out of the water, but all that to say their resilience is, is everything. It's everything. They don't need anything else. None of our kids need anything else. None of us need anything else but resilience. Like, can we come back? Can we come back from, you know, have we talked about this? Like the trauma that every trauma has a gift, like every trauma is there. It, like it has something that it gives to us and that that thing it gives to us is what ultimately makes us not just who we are but able to see and live the way that we want to live there's a term for it do I even know what it is I'll 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 find that (laughs) Avery Avery just taught me about it chestnut pearl (laughs) a pearl (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know no it's like it's actually the other side of the trauma bond it's like anyway I'll find out and I'll get back to you oh yeah I want to know Mom Colt, have you washed your car yet in 2023? Better yet, have you vacuumed the back seat of your car in 2023? I don't know if you visited Camel Express before, but they have crazy high-powered vacuums that are stronger than any vacuum I've used 
and, and they're free. For a limited time, you can get a best wash that's a $25 value free. You just text MOMCULT to 30400 and you get a free $25 car wash texted to your phone. That's MOMCULT, one word, to 30400. Visit CamelExpress.com to find your camel, the one nearest you. Get over there and wash off the ground with 2022 today. So what else? She talked so much about anger, just the mm-hmm. the anger yeah. issues that our children bring out in us and expectations or like just with that anger hits when you're they are not meeting an expectation that you feel we should be on the same page about and just the immediate rage <laughs> that is felt when that those two things but yeah and I love that she was distinguishing it because I don't I don't know you know because she does her whole class on feelings so mm-hmm. she does a whole thing on anger she understands healthy anger right she's like yeah it's not that <laughs> I love this. that anger. I right, wish right, right, I right. That, anger. <laughs> that, that anger feels like adult. Um, well, of course, the questions are always the same. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And I think for, gosh, it's hard for me to remember. I can remember being angry at my kids. I remember that feeling. What I can't remember is like, what was going on in me? You know, like what was going on in my life? So, it, which is very hard to do when you're in those moments. But one, just don't be afraid of space. Don't be afraid of space. What I do know I still struggle with is that I do have a super high capacity for a lot of stress or difficulty or hard conversations. And I will I will stay present to something, like a thousand percent present for a really long time. And mm-hmm. I can do that. What I realize is when I start having that like, oh, I went too far. Like, or, or this is my sign. This is my sign that I've got, I've got to go lock myself in my room or I need to go eat or I just need space. I need space from this person because I'm feeling flooded by their needs. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say anytime that any of us, it doesn't matter if it's crying or anger, you know, just any of that kind of quick reactive emotion that if you have the capacity to say, what do I need? What do I need? What do I need? And answer that question. You're, the reason you're having that reaction is because there's some basic actual need that is being is not being met. Mm-hmm. So you are where I heard that, I guess. The, is it anger is the response to an unmet need? Is that you? Did you say that? Or is that just no, like common? I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know why I asked that. But the point is... Um, that's always the case like it's that there's always that's always an answerable question yeah yeah because you're when you are getting your needs met and this isn't like i had my girl time like i'm talking like real basic needs when you're not getting those met that's when that's when we misbehave that's the same as true with our kids right it's okay you didn't you weren't getting enough attention, you weren't getting enough food, you weren't, or you had too much of something else that you, you know, one of the biggest things we suffer from culturally is we have so much of what we want and so little of what we need. So that, I was back to the Chamber of Commerce um, conversation, I, I told them one of the number one things we're having to talk about in therapy now that we've never had to talk about before, are, are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you getting enough water? Are you moving? So part, 
and I am not meaning to bring this all back to the digital conversation, but part of what happens is when we, when we spend however many hours we have to spend on screens, right? For fun, for work, for whatever, we, for, we fail to meet a tremendous amount of human needs and screen time. It, we're just not doing it. So we're not breathing the right way. We're not looking around, giving our eyes the chance to exercise mm-hmm. peripheral vision. Like there's all these little pieces and so a lot of times those part of the whole thing we talk about in media trauma is so many people suffering from post-traumatic stress symptoms because their basic needs are being neglected because we now see every need being met through our screens. Right. That makes sense. So, um, so any energy and effort we can put into, like, so when we start seeing those symptoms, that's like get off your screen, look in your real world and see what it is you need. Do you need to do laundry? There is nothing more infuriating than looking for a clean pair of underwear when you're running late on an appointment. You know, there are these things that all of a sudden start. It's stupid. It's just laundry. But that does end up being something that will make you really upset or angry if Mm -hmm. it becomes a stress in your life. And you can't do laundry at the same time that you're on Instagram. You know, What what if my need is to not be needed? (laughs) Right. So what if it is? Good question. What are your choices? But like I get annoyed when like she needs a meal. So what if you? So if you need to not be needed, then what are your options? Mm, I don't know. Don't tell me. <laughs> so one of the things that I feel like has happened to everybody is when we don't want to be needed, we get on our phones, right? And we I, that's a way to escape. So like, good, I can go into this place and I feel like I've gotten a break. It's like a way of giving ourselves a break from our reality, right? When we don't want this to be our reality. The problem is it's not getting our needs met. Right. So if you went and got in the bath or shut yourself in your bedroom or went outside for the same amount, you would, you would spend 20 minutes on Instagram because you don't want to input off dinner. That's a no-brainer. But as soon as we're like, go take a bath, you're like, well, I can't take that time. You took the time. You're taking the time. <laughs> you're doing it. You're right. just not doing it for something that's actually giving you what you right. need. Right, going to help. So when you feel that way, look at her and say, I need to go figure out what I need. Can you give me 20 minutes? And go not be needed for 20 minutes. Yeah. Usually I'm just like, go make it yourself. <laughs> Hey, I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge fan of that. I really am an advocate though for her. I want her to be self-sufficient. Absolutely. Like she can make eggs. She can make uh, ramen. Like she, she's pretty good at doing stuff on her own. I'll feel guilty about it sometimes, but then I'm like, I think later in life she'll thank me that I wasn't just like doing everything No, she won't thank you. She'll just actually be able to do things for herself. I think that's great. (laughs) She'll thank you with her life. That's, that was a really weird thing about having the kids home. I, my kids always did everything for themselves. And I, my goal in life was to make them independent. But here they are back home, their first Christmas without Adam. And I am like, for the first time ever. What do you need? What can really I care. Like I made them breakfast every morning. I like, did things that I've never done for them in their entire life. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like I just... I just want them to like feel so loved and so, um, but then I really resented it because I hate doing that shit for my kids. <laughs> like if it's like, oh, you're a guest in my house, it's like morning one, but it was uh-huh. two weeks. Yeah, and two, was like weeks two weeks is a little different. <laughs> I just want to make bit. myself my own food and go into my room. <laughs> and I actually, that's actually a super fascinating conversation 
I had with myself. (laughs) This is the first time that I, my kids' needs were not, even though I said I did those things, which is true, I did, but I was really overcompensating because this is the first time I was consciously not making them 100% the center of my world when they were there. Mm -hmm. And it was one, I didn't want to. Like I didn't kind of like you were saying, I didn't, every time they were home, I didn't find myself like, oh, I just want to sit down and talk to you more. Like we did that and that was fun, but I didn't want to do that for two weeks. Mm -hmm. But I was realizing this is the first time they've been in my life where I have a whole other life and I have other needs and they're both going to go away again. And I was like, I'm not putting all of that on hold like we're going to have to figure out how to integrate this mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's not just I get to take care of myself when they're not around. Right. And so there were lots of times that I went and, you know, did other things. And um that was really hard on both of my kids cuz they're used to being especially Avery is used to being the center of my attention whenever she's with me. And like we had to talk about it. And she was like I I feel like I need more of your attention. And I was like, "Okay." And I'm going to do better about giving you more of my attention and I'm not giving you all of my attention. So um, that was that was probably my first, whatever my, this new phase of parenting is with my kids being adults, I think it would happen whether we were divorced or not. Mm-hmm. That was my first like, okay, I am choosing to give my kids less. And I don't honestly don't know, this is probably the first time I felt motivated by what I needed instead of by what they needed because even though I didn't want to, I wanted my kids to be independent, I knew it was for their best all the time. I have no idea if this is for their best or not at this point. I, that's not, it's almost like I could feel myself, well, I don't really know that. But mm-hmm. what I do know is they need to know that I'm not always there, like that I'm not always available and that their needs aren't. It's not just that I don't want to, but that is true. I don't want to. It's that I'm seeing, I don't have what you need. Right. It's not for me to give you. Their friends are now, that's an important time for your friends to become your emergency contact. Mm-hmm. Not because your mom doesn't want to help you, but because you need, a, you need to know how to lean on other people that's not your mom. Like, right. that's important. It's the cycle of marriage. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know what the best time to get divorced is either, and I don't know. <laughs> Just you're trying to wait and figure it out. I don't know. No, 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 no. No, 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 no not for myself. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's when your kid is three or if it's, you know, 20 and 22, but like 18 to 22 are so vivid for me. Such a big pivotal time and it is I think for so many people because my parents got divorced when I was like 32 or whatever I think it would have been optimal for me if it had been when I was like 20 or 22 because then it would be like there's so much other change happening in your life too so it's almost like you can just Mm -hmm. and it's like the time for you to like spread your wings and fly and really be pushed out of the nest and there's really no better way for you to (laughs) It's exactly Face the right. truth. I mean, Face the music, then your there, parents can divorce. There is no nest. The nest is gone. <laughs> yeah. Burn find, that nest. Go find a new nest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's true. And that, that I was watching that happen to my kids of like we had become such a safe space. And I was watching them not thrive, not like and I also they really did think that I was perfect. Like they didn't think I was a perfect person 
person. Like I knew I was flawed, but in terms of like, like I was perfect to them and Adam and I together also, but specifically like I was just this constant source. Like she always knows and what she knows is right. And what she, like they just had such a deep respect for me, but really I was between them and them meeting life. Mm -hmm. And when I asked for the separation, it was like, oh my God, my mom like doesn't know anything. Or it was just like this huge loss of, you know, I've believed in you and I wanted to live like you and I wanted to be you when I grew up and I don't want to be you anymore. And I don't, like watching what that did to them was like, and then they're figuring out who they are and who they want to be and what they're going to find. And they're Mm -hmm. seeking out other sources of wisdom. And it's like, damn, that's good stuff. Yeah. Like I needed, all of us needed me to the little statue of me to get taken down, you know? Yeah. That exact thing. Yeah. When you're like 35 is not, not to just browbeat my parents. I mean, you did the best, you know, I'm just saying <laughs> better, a little earlier. Yeah. No. So I think maybe that is, you know, the perfect time or when they're too, Carolyn, too young, you know, really, really young, either way, either of those right, right. Is perfect time. Right. Or whenever you guys did it. <laughs> Whenever you, whenever you did it, it was it was yeah. the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first after the episode where we just talk to the person who was here. <laughs> this is just for you. We're actually just going to send you this episode. Um, yeah, but I just I do. I want to be like Caroline when I grow up. I'm really amazed at um, what she does and who she is, and I love that she was a guest. Well, you guys will have to hook up at Honest Roasters sometime. And we will. See you at Honest, Caroline. <laughs> I either have really, really curly hair or I don't. <laughs> oh, wait. The Gab phone. Have we talked about the Gab phone? Yes. No. Okay, so oh, was that my yeah. first favorite what? thing? I don't know if it was on a favorite things, but I know we've I don't talked about it. Well, I'm going to feature it as okay. a favorite thing Great. specifically. Come and on. I'm actually just about to get an affiliate number from them. So, like, I, what I've been. What does that mean? We it know means that, that means. anyone who orders the phone through, like, whatever website I give them. I get money off of it. Oh, and I've cool. been I've been selling this phone forever. Like I, um, they give them away for free a lot too. So depending on what specials they're running, it's free to one hundred and twenty dollars for to buy the phone, and then it's twenty dollars a month for, you know, mm-hmm. service. And it is made for kids. It's the safest phone on the market. It's also very user friendly. So it functions similarly to an iPhone in that it's easy. You know, talking, texting. It is such a great phone, and it is the, like, I can't even imagine considering getting any other phone for your kid when you can get this. And I would probably need to do a whole episode just about this because it's become a really big part of my life and the work that I've been doing. So anyway, Gab phone. That is, for right now, I'll just say it's my favorite thing for you to buy for your kids. How old? um, It doesn't matter. Wow, the one thing that doesn't matter. Like, it's Nothing. it's such a it's it, that's why it's so brilliant, right? It's an age. It's a thing they can only use to the level they can do something developmentally. Mm. That's why it doesn't matter when you give right. it to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that is my favorite thing. Cool today. Just Love it. today. Just today. Um, you can follow Joy at at Tifica or me at at Sarah Parker Massey with a, whatever. Just figure it out. I don't. It's on our. Okay, I'll do better. I don't know. Maybe I won't. 
And uh, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. I, I don't know how to say that, but you know, just where you can write a review, do that. And hopefully it's good with as many stars as allowable. <laughs> and Jenny, you can get Jenny's book on Amazon or where? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, it and then called, you can, it's this? called Our Digital Soul, but you can look, my website's JennyWiseBlack.com and that mm-hmm. has, you can get the book from there. It's linked there. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.